What is up, Lit and Lucid Podcast fans? Welcome back to episode 24 of the Lit and Lucid Podcast show. This week, we got a wonderful episode coming to you from Oregon. We interview Aviv Hadar of Oregon, a cultivator and dispensary in the Bend, Oregon and Oregon market as a whole. Uh, Aviv's going to walk us through why branding is important for your dispensary and your cultivator and your manufacturer and really any kind of business you're doing out there and a little bit more about them building the Oregon brand. Uh, we're also going to touch on their expansion plans and, and also this super dope athlete sponsorship program they have going. If you are a first time listener to this show, I want to welcome you and also let you know that you can visit litlucidpodcast.com where you can find our other previous 23 episodes and also some little bios and all of our guests we've had on. Um, Anchor has added a feature for you to donate to all of your favorite podcasts. Uh, if you do wish to donate to Lit and Lucid, know that that money is going to go to Lucy and I's expansion into a video platform in the future. Um, if you're somebody out there that's listening and wants to be on the show or has a friend or a colleague that should be on the show, reach out to us at litlucidpodcast at gmail.com and we will set something up for the future. So with that, here's episode 24. Welcome, everybody, to the Lit and Lucid podcast. This is episode 24. We are recording live from the Mile High, FaceTiming out of Bend, Oregon, with Aviv Hadar, the CEO of Orgrown. What's up, Aviv? Hi, guys. How are you doing today? We're great. How are you? Good. Busy week. Excited to be on the show. For sure. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. So Aviv, he is the CEO of Orgrown. They are out of Bend, Oregon. It's a premier farm-to-table cannabis company utilizing organic methods for indoor cannabis production. They currently have four retail dispensaries in Oregon and have over 84 acres of product and extraction campus. So it's a really large facility. Uh, so we're excited to learn more about their grow processes and extraction processes and things like that. Oregon is also the exclusive producer of Pax Era and Jolly's Green Candies out of Oregon. So we probably will learn a little bit more about those products and brands as well. And let's see what else. Um, they also have a really dope line of swag. So that's one of the coolest things I've seen coming out of a dispensary is their online website and probably their stores are even more extensive. So we're excited to learn a little bit more about this and have you on the show. So yeah, my name is Aviv Hadar. I'm the CEO over here at Oregon Industries. We're a vertically integrated cannabis company in Oregon. Our headquarters is based in Bend, Oregon, and we approach the market in a very unique way. So we are a more lifestyle brand first, and cannabis plays into that lifestyle. So we're going into our fifth year here, and... Um, we feel pretty pretty good about our positioning in, in the entire industry. So what does it mean to you to be a lifestyle brand? So, you know, we, we, we started this company and, and very quickly did we realize that we had a chance to, number one, shape an industry, and number two, uh, introduce cannabis to people the way we thought it needed to be. And all the green crosses and marijuana leaves that we saw in the marketplace, we wanted to do something different. So 
we felt that with our name, we didn't really have to preach authenticity or talk too much about why our cannabis is better or why this is better because everybody grows the best herb in the world and everybody's got the best extract. So we just decided to skip that argument and just start really branding ourselves and our lifestyle. And Oregon's got this really cool mountains to ocean type lifestyle where within the same day you can surf and and snowboard. And so we basically follow that that train of thought. So we go snow, bike, surf, back to snow. So it's kind of this seasonal uh, way of releasing products. And, you know, it's a lifestyle brand on one end and then the other end it really kind of models us after the craft breweries where in the springtime, you'll have a play wave from Crux Brewery, and in the winter, you'll have a red chair from Deschutes Brewery. And, you know, we're trying to move into that model of consumer goods and, you know, less reliance on sort of specific brands or strains or, or things like that, if that makes sense. So we try to approach it from a totally different angle than just a cannabis company selling products. We try to be a brand and, you know, an enhancement to people's lives. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so is that kind of how it is in the Oregon market where brands are really important and people are going out seeking specific brands or what is it like? Yeah. So, you know, from our perspective, so Oregon, obviously Colorado led the way here and what inspired me to found Oregon was Colorado's legalization uh, momentum. So I transitioned from the tech sector. And so one thing that I see very much here is there's a pretty wide open uh, space for brands and there aren't that many trusted brands. And the fact that we can't cross state lines is even harder for brands. And so we like to approach it as if there's a logo that you respect and you appreciate, you will put those products on your body and you will ingest those products. So we very much consider branding as important, if not more important than anything else, because the industry is so swamped that people really need to know what they're getting. So we spend a lot of time on education. We make sure the consumers know what to ask, what questions to ask their bud tenders. So we spend a lot of time on things that other people don't. And whether it costs us money or not, it's just very important. So for example, three, four weeks ago, I flew down to San Francisco to see uh, Fish, a band that I've been seeing forever. I've seen a couple hundred shows, followed them around. Um, Love them. So we went down to a dispensary in the Bay and we're opening some retail in California in between Venice and Santa Monica. And um, again, it'll be a different brand. And so I walk into this dispensary and there's a huge line and it's, you know, everybody's so enamored by the fact that they can just buy cannabis. <laughs> but as somebody who's lived through a legal state and now we're a few years in, people do start to ask the question of what was this grown with? Who grew it? How was it grown? And it's going back to the same way we purchased our groceries. So we like to try to be, you know, that saying of be where the puck is going, not skate to where it is. 
And so we like to, to try to follow that analogy and that's how we can approach all our products. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. had the exact same experience in California versus Colorado. So we know what you're talking about for sure. Yeah. Colorado is so much more advanced and so much more ahead of everyone else and the industries merged. The, the whole economy in Colorado is coagulated into a way that, you know, oh, your local plumber has been severely impacted by this industry because he has so much more work. And mm-hmm. Colorado's just done a phenomenal job at marrying everything. And it's a really wonderful example. Yeah. Uh, and it's really taken off nowadays, too, where brands are really important um, as well. And a lot of that, too, comes down to education now. So I really do think you guys are ahead of the curve because it's just yeah. now catching on in Colorado where it's like education is the next most important thing. You know, we've got the products. We've got, you know, clean cannabis. We've got the testing standards there. Now it's actually educating consumers on what are they purchasing? Um, why do they purchase what they purchase? So mm-hmm. uh, kudos to you guys for being ahead of the curve there. Yeah. Thank you. And I thank you very much. And, and what what we've done even further is the athlete program. It's a pretty natural transition to discuss that. So if you go to oregon.com and just click on athletes, we started by just going to Mount Bachelor and going surfing and saying, hey, we should support some of these local rippers. And then it turned into a full-blown athlete program and we're releasing a big snowboard film this this uh, September 27th, it's released, and it's an all-Oregon backcountry snowboard film. So these are things that you're like, why is the cannabis company doing this? And one would venture to guess that we aren't a cannabis company by a lot of the things that we push forward. Mm-hmm. Our website, the way we are at some of our large trade shows and our big 10 by 20 booths, and there's not very much cannabis forward. But we have found that by doing this, our revenue has skyrocketed. So on one hand, we are lowering the veil for the entire industry. You know that saying, a rising tide helps all ships? So we think of ourselves that way. So every time we do a huge event like Summerfest here in Bend, and so it's very unique because our our flagship dispensary in Bend, Bend is like Vail or Boulder or like a combination of the two of Oregon. It's the the super high class, a lot of Californians, massive tourism, all year long, super high ticket price, lots of people all day long, and we're right downtown in the middle of that. And there's no green crosses or marijuana leaves on our dispensary. So because of that, we've partnered with Downtown Bend and the City Council to do these huge events, 50, 75,000 person events, Oktoberfest, Bite of Bend, Summerfest, Winterfest, and we'll have our huge trade show booths there. Anytime someone approaches our booth, this is fundamental to our brand, anytime someone approaches our booth, they learn about cannabis on their turf. Mm -hmm. And so instead of us saying, come into our dispensary, we're going and lowering the veil for everybody. So it just happens that they eventually find out that we're a cannabis company, whether it's after they saw our custom snowboard or a jacket or a hoodie or a donation to a animal fund or whatever they see or grown, then they find out we're a cannabis company. They're like, whoa. So, it just is very secondary to us. It's like we've branded ourselves, we do what we love, and then people find out about cannabis secondary. So That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because no matter what, we're still trying to normalize cannabis, and um, I think that's the way you have to approach it because you have to go out and reach people where they're at and you know exactly. educate them in the proper fashion. You can't just throw it in their face and expect them to, to be okay with it. Um, right. And you can't just... 
you know, you can't just open a dispensary. I gave a 50-minute keynote at the last MJ BizCon about how to retain customers and just how to do retail, you know? And because what happens is a lot of people rush into these business partnerships and these these real retail real estate deals and they think it's just easy money because you get a license and it's so far from the truth. It's closer to a lawsuit than it is a license with these quick partnerships and how fast these business entities get formed and it's just so fast. And so you find these people with these retail establishments who literally don't have 10 customers a day and they have no idea what to do. And so next thing you know, you've got a street full of green crosses and neon signs and coupons and $2 joints and $3 grams. And it's a disaster for the industry. You drive into Portland in some ways and you're like, oh, that billboard, like what is going on here? This is, this is Portland. Like, why does it have to be so grimy? And so mm-hmm. we're really trying to change that. So it's not easy. No, not at all. Not at all. Cool. Uh, so you guys, so like you said, you started in in flower. Is that correct? So you guys started cultivating yeah. flower first, and then uh, you know what inspired you to transition into a more of a vertically integrated business? We started we started growing medically indoors in relatively small scale, and expanded and expanded and expanded, and then on the same night that Colorado kind of made all of its winning announcements. I called my lifelong best friend, Kevin Hogan, and was like, we need to start a company up here. And it started there. So at that point, we're cultivators. And people are telling us it's a non-presidential election year. You guys will not win Measure 91. There's no point in pushing it forward. This was before it was Measure 91. So we were so involved in House Bill 3460 that you can find some of our language in there. And so... Colorado passes. We're like, man, we need to do something. So we, Oregon acts, we found the Oregon Cannabis Association. Next thing you know, we win in 2016. So we won the rec measure in a non-presidential election year. And now here we are. So we started selling our flour into other retailers and we found that they were, you know, going like this to the jars and shaking the jars and we would have to go in and explain everything to everybody all the time. We were like, we need to just open our own stores. And so we started just opening our own stores. And now we wholesale more vape and the Jolly Greens line, which we're changing that brand into something else. And Jolly Greens is going away. And we're moving from a hard candy into a gummy. Mm-hmm. But the idea is for our retail stores to, to, to sell our flour because we are so intimate with the way we are with it that sometimes it's tough to wholesale a couple pounds of, of herb and see someone go like this to the jar and then pour it out. And it's tough. And that's really what made us start with vertical integration. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, cause that's, you have control over your entire product and that's, you could almost guarantee the end product to the consumers, which helps your brand even more that, you know, if you can have your hands on it at every stage and make sure it's done the way you want it done, uh, you end yep. up with a superior product and a quality product. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the, the vision, exactly. And so, but that's very hard to do, especially in cannabis. So I'm Israeli and, you know, I've got my belief about Israel cannabis. And I think from a medical standpoint, they're 15, 20 years ahead in terms of consistency and strengths. And this is where 
you know, it, it goes, and I'm hoping that we can get to is what I mentioned early is, you know, Deschutes Brewery, a, a beer model, they don't really have to have the same test results month after month in order to achieve a consistent beer. We're different. We do. In order for us to maintain market share and release, let's say, our own high desert sour diesel cut. So we want to breed a high desert sour diesel cut. We want to release that same cut at the same time every year. And so that's the holy grail of branding and cannabis consumption in our mind is breeding for specific times of year and then branding those products in a consumer product goods model so that it's not necessarily overgrown high desert sour diesel. It's just high desert sour diesel or mirror pond IPA. And then that's a little bit easier to cross state lines with in terms of what consumers are expecting and what they want to see. So that's how we're approaching things and less of a global, we're one brand, we're going to take it all across the state like a Marley's Natural or like a something like that. We're, we're approaching it a bit more uniquely. Cool. Yeah, it is really unique. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so in Colorado, Evo Labs just released their Delta 8 cartridge and we were able to try it for one of their little trial runs. So we also saw that you guys have Delta 8 on your website. So maybe you can touch base on it, explain what that is and, you know, uh, the feelings from it, things like that. Yeah. So at our lab, um, we have a production side and then a R&D side. And the R&D side developed a really cool formulation. Uh, that's based around Delta-8 distillate. And Delta-8 is just a different cannabinoid that has a lesser effect, a lesser stony effect. Yeah. So I, I don't like to use the term psychoactive because it's uh, it's not really indicative. It's it's just a little less stony. So yeah. it's it's doesn't get you as impaired. And it's really great for social settings. It's great for... Uh, sessioning with friends it's great for introductory products it's really wonderful for ratios and it's another way for us to isolate out a cannabinoid so it's hard when we talk about these things not to consistently reference Israel because they are isolating these things in labs and they have government grants and an Oregon in Tel Aviv can go get a million dollar grant from the government and take some plants into a lab and isolate it down and then build it back up according to brain chemistry and all of a sudden you've got a Xanax competitor or a Percocet competitor that's being distributed in the hospital. So here we have to still kind of do things that are like this and we try to push it forward with Delta 8 formulations and our I think our vape market share is pretty indicative of, of how successful we are at these various formulations whether it's Delta 8, Sauce, Sauce Plus, you know, however we end up doing things, but Delta 8 is pretty major. And 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 Chrissy, my wife, uh, who's also a fellow co-founder, she's our executive VP of branding and retail, super into Delta 8 and thinks it could be as big, if not bigger, than the CBD craze. Yeah. And so she's not wrong too often. So um, we'll see. But sure. I, I very much think it's an amazing product. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that was definitely our experience. It was just a lighter, you know, high. Like, you're just yeah. as high. Yeah. The, the reason the term psychoactive is is odd to me and always has been is because it's it's just like a, like a, it makes you think of like a really wacky sativa 
that just like spins you up, you know, it's like psychoactive yeah. and it's like, oh, this is not the psychoactive component, but it's just not a term I like to use. Yeah. I also like to use like, you know, adult use over recreational, things like that. Yeah. How about non-intoxicating? So, non-intoxicating, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. For sure. Cool. What can we touch on next year? So for those athletes, are, are these cannabis users or you guys are just sponsoring athletes? So both. Cool. So this is kind of the interesting intersection is organized sports is not accepted this yet. NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB is not accepted this yet. So, but now in Bend, Oregon, there's this athlete program that a lot of people are hearing about. So we're on the verge of signing some pretty major names and they're climbers. They're sponsored by the North Face, Nat Geo, some really big corporate sponsors. And so the athlete working out health world and cannabis is going to have to make some decisions soon. Mm -hmm. And those decisions are going to be based around whether people are honest about what they consume, pre-workout, post-workout, mid-workout, and people are going to need to start speaking up about this. So it can't be all just Joe Rogan saying, take dabs and do MMA. Right. You know? And so he's right about it, and, and, and what he says is very accurate, but it's the same voice over and over again. So we're pretty far from the NFL or NHL being able to you know, come out and say this, you know, hopefully in the next couple of years they do. But right now we're trying to get bigger and bigger athletes, quote unquote, influencers mm -hmm. to show people that the consumption of cannabis is, is not about just getting stoned. Yeah. And it's, that's what we're trying to do with this. And it's, it's, it's hard because you don't want to, you know, you can't say smoke a joint and go snowboard, right. but you can show some imagery and give that that vibe, and that's what we're trying to get at. Is, for example, we have some CrossFit gyms in town that had to get approval from CrossFit corporate to put our banner in there, oh, wow. and it's a hell of a contrast. Yeah. So it's like massive CrossFit athletes, and then the Oregon banner, mm -hmm. and it is you know the head trainer over there is like six foot four and shredded and just like one of the most in shape dudes you'll ever see and he's a cannabis consumer and so a lot of these people like to smoke while they work out before they work out i'm one of them it helps you feel your ligaments a little bit more you can get in tune with your muscles a little bit more you know how far you can take things and it's just just like everything else when you're high or stoned or intoxicated uh, however you like to phrase it, when you're working out or lifting weights, you can imagine it's that same thing. You're more in the zone. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's a tough balance because Joe Rogan's just allowed to come out and say it. You know, I have my own gym in my house. I smoke weed all the time. I smell like cannabis within 10 feet of everywhere I go. It's just who I am. We can't say that so much. So we're just trying to be gentle and be on the outside and say you know this is what's available and this is it's not just the pothead on the couch mm -hmm. you know when you go to our website and you see this incredibly in shape athlete he's sponsored by a cannabis company but the guy works out right. seven days a week non-stop so how do you how does that play into the stoner stereotype right 
we're literally just smashing it without even yeah, having exactly. to For sure. say anything. Yeah. So it's kind of what we try to do. Cool. Yeah. No, I mean, that's really what's inspired us to even do this podcast was just that, to have people like yourself come on and say those same things, that it's hard to deny what even you have done and what everybody else has done in this industry, uh, all the while being, you know, quote-unquote stoners. Right. So, yeah, you know, At this point, exactly. I don't think there is a, st- I don't <laughs> think there is a stereotype anymore. It's, it's, uh, it's just kind of educating people on, on what's actually happening. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. We run into the stereotype still. You oh, know? absolutely. We, yeah. we, we, we run into it in Oregon I mean because our farm is in the middle of multi-million dollar mansions and you know it's taken a few years for all of our neighbors to be like wow these guys are good stewards to the land Mm -hmm. and you know our 84 acres is in the middle of like maybe a, a, a neighborhood of like 10 acre parcels and they're all very very wealthy people and they were scared that these stoners were going to come in and put up lights and fences and close off the property. But next thing you know, it's a bunch of lifelong friends with 10 dogs and horses and sheep and everyone's walking their dogs and the neighbors can walk their dogs on our trails. And a couple of years later, they're like, man, thank God you guys bought this property. <laughs> That's someone else. And so, so, but yeah, it's crazy what they think of us at first just because know we have long hair or whatever the reason so right yeah yeah i mean that's cool though you guys have really i mean you guys have made an incredible impact i feel like on on that community um especially you describing you know bend and and what you guys have done there uh i mean really kudos to you guys for what you've done because that's amazing i mean there's not i mean what you're doing is unique there's not a lot of people doing it the right way and and you're one of those people doing it the right way Mm -hmm. thank you and we went to your website just before this. We're checking it out, and I told Lucy, I said, "It looks like Oregon." I mean, you guys have done an incredible job branding. So I look at it, I'm like, it "Looks like Oregon." Yeah, it's incredible. It looks like the state of Oregon. It just looks like some like how I think of Oregon. Honestly, it looks. And that's great. exactly what we hear, and that's our goal. Yeah. And like when we talk to investors and venture capitalists or whatever, we often hear, "There's no other name in the room when Oregon comes up." And we're like, yes. So, you know, it's like, I don't even know of another player up there. And so it's like, we're like the native roots almost, yeah. but there's like no, there's like not a live well, or there's like no other brands that really people know here. Yeah. Brian Brown, the CEO of Native Roots is an amazing guy. I think yep. he's mm-hmm. awesome. So they're a, they're a brand and a company that I very much look up to. Yeah, uh, yeah likewise too in Colorado, they've done a great job. Uh, I, think I think they've done a very similar thing to you guys and they've really got a feel for the local community and, you know, really geared everything towards that local community in every one of their stores. And they're going on like 27. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And I think, I think they're the biggest top line revenue cannabis company in the world. Um, I can see that. I think they own the most licenses in Colorado too, across medical rec and cultivation yeah. and all that. Yeah. And so don't even get me started like on the Canada scam. Thing. I think I think Canada is a huge scam. There's a reason we haven't touched it or anything like that. Same with same with Ryan and them. And well, yeah, yeah well, they I just think, came out this week yeah. saying that there's no brands allowed up there. So I mean that effectively kind of kills the whole IPO move. It's just a commodity now in Canada already. So the whole thing the whole thing is a scam. It's just literally I could coming from tech. I've seen so many people hand over their companies for pieces of paper that don't mean anything, mm-hmm. and then it goes. It's just like you've tech worked on is worthless. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we were that's about that. it's all that's happening. 
And so it's like, if you look into it, it's like, don't even get me started. The long story short, you know they use international accounting standards up there. They count plants in the ground, biological assets as revenue. Yeah, and they haven't even sold them yet. Right. So I don't think there's been a single one of those companies, and this is all I'm going to say, mm-hmm. I don't think there's been one yet that's produced a profit. Yet they're garnering, you know, billion-dollar well, investments. They, yeah. What do you think is going to happen once reality hits? <laughs> like, it's going to be worse up there than here because the the not municipalities but what are they called up there the 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 there's like five provinces provinces, the provinces they won't allow sales to each other at first so there's like these rumors of these all the retailers working with the growers from those provinces it's just and the whole thing is smaller than california all Mm -hmm. of canada so it doesn't make sense what am i missing (laughs) yeah right so go support your local U.S. grows and dispensaries and, and don't pay attention to the Canada stuff because right. it's, it's all a shame. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah, if we have any listeners in Oregon, definitely check out Orgrown if you haven't already. I know you guys are going to be first on our list when we visit. Uh, so we appreciate that. Where can they find you on social media, on your website? Yeah, so me or the company? Uh, either one, whatever you prefer. Yeah, just Google Oregon. We have a store in Portland, a store in Eugene, Bend, and then Cannon Beach. Uh, website, Oregon.com. We're a verified Instagram page, Oregon Inc. We are a verified Facebook page. That's because brand forward. So that was a lot of work, um, but the pages can't get taken down now So because of the blue check mark. So um, they can find us. Just Google Oregon, and there's a encyclopedia stuff cool so we'll throw up some links on our uh, website and also our uh, instagram for you guys to find a man on facebook so make sure that uh, (laughs) we'll get the word back to back to you for sure awesome all right well thank you so much for talking to us today we appreciate everything you shared with us and all your knowledge and learning about or grown thank you very much for having me on and it was great Cool. Absolutely, man. We'll, we'll definitely touch base here in the future and kind of uh, keep tabs on your expansion and, and the brand growth. Thank you. All right. Thank All you, right. guys. You're welcome. All right. And with that, I'm Lit. I'm Lucid. And that's it. Laters. This episode of Lit and Lucid Podcast is produced in partnership with YooHoo Creative and Design. YooHoo Creative specializes in marketing, social media management, content creation, and other creative needs. YooHoo, helping your company become who you need to be. If you're interested in learning more, hit us up at yoohoocreative at gmail.com.